We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packer fans welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl hope this episode finds you well i appreciate you joining me today We have a lot to go over per usual this time of year, a lot of news and notes surrounding the NFL, which we will get to all of them. And then for the main event today, what I kind of want to talk about is what I believe this Packers roster could look like for this upcoming season. Now, putting a 53-man roster prediction together before the draft or free agency or before Green Bay needs to make a ton of roster moves, etc., is a little bit crazy, right? But this isn't necessarily meant to get all of these players right. It's more to show you how I think this team could be massaged and formed this upcoming season. I'll make some predictions. It'll be sort of a fun exercise to go through where they can find some money, where they can spend, what draft picks I think they'd use on what positions, things like that. So I'll run through that in just a moment, but let's start with NFL news and notes. And I'm going to start with the top news of the day. And that's of course, Deshaun Watson. I'm going to be transparent with you up front. I don't really want to talk about this all that much because there's there's almost nothing good that can come out of talking about the Deshaun Watson situation. So I'm going to simply stick to the fact that Deshaun Watson has avoided obviously a big portion of the legal troubles. There's still some potential league discipline. There's still civil trials that could go into play. But as soon as this ruling comes down uh, from the grand jury, NFL teams apparently are immediately interested in his services Take that for what it's worth. I don't think it's a overall great thing for the NFL. I'm very happy that Green Bay is in a position that they're not having to be one of the teams to chase a player like this. Because I think as a fan, of course, Deshaun Watson's going to be a really good player, but it just has you always second guessing, you know, what he did off the field, whatever. Like I said, don't want to touch the entire thing with a 10 foot pole because nothing really good can come out of it disappointed overall in the situation and and just frustrated that it has even come to this because again you have clearly a very talented player and it's just been completely like I said a frustrating situation I don't even want to go into it more than that but make no mistake about it this is a major piece of news this could absolutely shake up the NFL we've just been talking about how the NFC is really sort of you know lost in the, the quarterback shuffle a little bit as Tom Brady retires, Drew Brees retires a couple seasons ago, Russell Wilson gets sent to the AFC. Could the NFC 
now get Deshaun Watson back and really change some of the landscape in the NFC. There's already rumors that the Seahawks could be one of those teams that are heavily interested in Deshaun Watson. Of course, there are going to be other teams potentially involved as well. The Browns, potentially one of those teams. The Saints, the Panthers, maybe the Eagles. We shall see. But again, whether we want to talk about Deshaun Watson or not, the truth is he's probably going to be in the NFL in some capacity this season. Some team is going to give up some premium draft picks to be able to get him and put him on the roster. And there's a good chance that his joining the NFC you know, potentially changes the landscape of the NFC a little bit. So we will definitely continue to keep an eye on that. And wherever he ends up, we will talk about it at that time. Like I said, don't really want to spend too much more time talking about Deshaun Watson. We also had Max Crosby get a massive contract for the Raiders, certainly well-earned and well-deserved. Four years, 95 million. He got paid, 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 paid. And uh, like I said, deservedly so. The AFC West just been crazy this week. Huge extension for Max Crosby. Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Khalil Mack goes to the Chargers. Just again, going to be a very fun division. And I know Crosby wasn't really going anywhere, but still love seeing him get that extension. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears not in the mood to add players to their roster right now. They continue their purge of players from their roster and two more players gone, including Eddie Goldman and Tariq Cohen. As I mentioned with the Khalil Mack trade, I think this is the right direction really for Chicago to go in. I think they ultimately have a rebuild ahead of them. They are in desperate need of young talent and young players. And you know, moving on and gaining salary cap space and going in that direction is absolutely the right move. So either way, they move on from Eddie Goldman and Tariq Cohen. Again, already moved on from uh, Khalil Mack. Akeem Hicks is a free agent. Like they're going to have to have some serious uh, changes on that team. I don't think it's going to be a very good Bears roster in 2022, but we shall see what that Bears team wants to put together. But again, they are tearing things down brick by brick as we speak at the moment. We also had some NFL news that had nothing to do with players. We had another free agent signing, but it was an announcer signing. Joe Buck reportedly going to go to Monday Night Football, ESPN, joining, of course, his broadcast partner, Troy Aikman. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman head to Monday Night Football. Really like this move. I think, uh, I know a lot of people don't like Buck and Aikman. I don't get it at all. I think they're both really good. And they go to Monday Night Football, which has had years and years of really poor announcing. They get really one of the A teams in all of football. And again, if, if anyone was always, you know, if you were upset that you didn't like Aikman and Buck and they were always doing the Packer games, well, now you get them every Monday night football, but you're certainly going to get them for less Packer games. So either way, it seems like a win-win. I'm excited about it. I think that really leaves open who's the number one team on Fox right now. That's something that Fox is going to have to figure out. Of course, Nance and Romo on CBS. Sounds like Kirk Herbstreet's going to be on Amazon. We shall see, but a lot of shakeups to the announcing booths this upcoming season. Meanwhile, from a Packers standpoint, again, not on the field, but the Packers raise ticket prices off the field as a season ticket holder. It has been going up and I know nobody's feeling sorry for anyone that's a season ticket holder. I get that. So, uh, you know, definition of first world problems there, but it has been going up pretty consistently. And I, as far as the price for a season ticket holder, whatever, but I, you know, it is a little bit of a bummer. And I know they're just kind of staying even with where the NFL is. I think they said that they're still a little bit below average for what an average ticket price is. That being said, it's just, uh, it's disappointing a little bit just to see tickets get to the price where, you know, 
just a casual fan who wants to go to Lambeau Field, it's a lot of money uh, for them to go. And arguably it should be supply and demand. I get all that. But, you know, it, it's starting to get to a point where prices are, are very expensive for a family of four or even just, you know, a mom and a son, a mom and a daughter, father, son, father, daughter, whatever, uh, to go to a game. And uh, I think that's, again, slightly disappointing just to see it. I get it. NFL revenues are, you know, or, you know, player salaries are going up, but revenues are going up. I don't know. Either way, I, I get it. I'm not like upset about it, but I do, you know, would love to see, you know, ways for there to be, you know, fans to be able to get to a regular season game without paying, you know, a lot of money, frankly, to go to a game. And oh, by the way, Green Bay announced that they just added 65.8 million based on the stock offering. So while I get to keep a competitive team, and again, just based on supply and demand, they could probably raise ticket prices another, what, 50 bucks and probably still sell out every game, probably more than that. So it is what it is, but I don't know. I just wish it was a little bit more cost-effective for for more families to be able to go to and not have to break the bank so much. But again, I'm not going to complain about it too much. I do understand all of the reasons why. Packers also added a couple special teams coaches, or at one special teams coach, they added Michael Spurlock as a special teams quality control coach. And then they also added Quinshawn Odom as a minority assistant using their coaching fellowship. So a couple moves for the Packers coaching staff. And I think that mostly does that. I know there were other news around the league as well, but those were the main points that I wanted to get to today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So let's get to what I think could be a Packers roster in 2022. Again, there's zero chance that I get, what, 
I don't know, maybe more than like 35 of these, right? Like it's just going to be very difficult to predict at this point. But let's go through what I think a 53-man roster could look like. Let's start at quarterback. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Uh, again, like as I mentioned the last couple of days, I could see Jordan Love going in any direction. And if Green Bay got the right offer, maybe they entertain that. But I'm going to say Jordan Love remains on the team. I think Kirk Benkert, probably another practice squad candidate this season. I'm going to say only two quarterbacks. And again, that leaves Aaron Rodgers and of course, Jordan Love. Running back, I think, is also a fairly simple position. I'm going to say Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Patrick Taylor are your three running backs, and I'm going to say Kylan Hill starts the season on the pup list. Maybe Kylan Hill gets back sooner. Maybe they draft a running back, something like that, and that changes up the dynamic, and maybe Patrick Taylor ends up on a practice squad. But overall, I'm going to say Jones, Dillon, Taylor with Kylan Hill on the pup list. Wide receiver, certainly a bit more interesting to sort of sort out. I'm going to say Devontae Adams, of course, back as that number one wide receiver. I'm going to say Alan Lazard is back. I'm going to, as I mentioned yesterday, and as Zach Cruz brought up, I think he's going to be, you know, getting that restricted tender. And then I think they'll do void years to make his cap hit very reasonable this season. So I think Lazard will be back. I think Cobb will be back on a near vet minimum deal. I think Green Bay will release him. I think Cobb is going to want to stay with Aaron Rodgers. So I think they will work something out in that regard. Of course, Amari Rogers will be back. I'm going to say that they spend a second round pick. I'm not going to go with like the draft picks and who they end up being. I mean, that's again, uh, an impossibility at this point. But I'm going to say they're going to spend a second round pick on wide receiver. And I'm going to also say that they bring back Equinemius St. Brown as well. So Devonta Adams, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, a second round pick, Amari Rogers, and EQ, which seems like it would round out a pretty nice receiving core. Please note MVS not on that list. I do think that he will find greener pastures, meaning a lot more money with another team than he would potentially get in Green Bay. Tight end, mostly staying the same. I'm going to have Josiah DeGuara. I do think Mercedes Lewis comes back either at the contract he's at or maybe maybe adding some void years or reworking his contract a little bit. I think Tyler Davis is back as well as Dominique Daphne. I do not have Robert Tunyon back. Could be a situation where maybe Tunyon doesn't sign any contract until he's healthy. Maybe Green Bay brings him back later in the season. But I'm going to say to start off with DeGuara, Lewis, Davis, and Daphne. Offensive tackle. All right, I'm going to say David Bakhtiari at left tackle. I'm going to say that Billy Turner stays at right tackle. I'm not 100% sold on that. I think that one could still go in any different direction. But I'm going to say Billy Turner stays. Yash Nyman is the swing tackle, probably primarily at left tackle. And then I'm going to say they also bring in some sort of veteran again. We saw Rick Wagner two years ago, Dennis Kelly last year. We've seen Jared Valdir. I'm going to say a Jermaine Effetti from the Chicago Bears who has some guard and tackle versatility could make some sense in that role. Could be a variety of different people. Maybe like a Chris Hubbard could make some sense. I'll say Effetti, but I do expect that maybe it's Dennis Kelly. I mean, maybe it's as simple as that, right? But I'm going to say that they bring back or bring in some sort of veteran offensive tackle uh, to back up and again, have some excess depth at that position. Guard, I'm going to say John Runyon Jr. and Royce Newman. And I'm going to also say they add two day three picks to that conversation as well. And of course, Elton Jenkins, I'm going to put on the pup list to begin the year with likely coming back at some point, maybe mid to late season and solidifying that guard position as well with uh, Josh Myers and Jake Hansen rounding out the center position. Note, no Lucas Patrick in that group or Dennis Kelly as of right now. All right, let's jump to the defensive side of the ball. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, 
TJ Slayton, I'm going to say, are all staying along the defensive line. I'm going to say Jack Heflin gets a shot in his second season. I'm going to also say that they spend a third round pick and they also bring in some veteran late in the process. This will be one of those late veteran pickups, maybe similar to a Devondre Campbell last year. I could Maybe they pick up like an Eddie Goldman who just got cut and wouldn't count in the count formula. Maybe they wait a little bit longer. I do think they get a veteran in there to, to pair inside. Maybe it's just a Tyler Lancaster if they can't find the right veteran as well. But I'm going to say Clark Lowry Slayton, third round pick, a veteran like an Eddie Goldman, someone like that, and then a Jack Heflin to round out the group. Edge rusher. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. I'm going to say Preston Smith stays uh, on the team. I'm going to say no Zedarius Smith. I'm going to also say they spend their first round pick on an edge rusher just based on some of the depth and talent of that position in the draft. I'm going to say they bring back Whitney Merciless on a cheap deal. And then Ladarius Hamilton, who I thought showed a couple flashes in limited playing time last year as well. So I'm going to say Gary Preston, first round pick, Whitney Merciless, and Ladarius Hamilton at edge rusher. Again, please note, no Zedarius Smith. Inside linebacker, I'm going to say Chris Barnes, Isaiah McDuffie. I'm going to say they find another undrafted free agent gem at this spot. There's always one undrafted free agent. I'm going to say it's at linebacker this season. And then I'm going to say Corey Littleton. I think there's still a very strong chance that Devondre Campbell could end up back at inside linebacker. But if that doesn't work out, I think Corey Littleton, who played with the Rams under Joe Barry, who was his inside linebackers coach, had his best season with the Rams. I just think, again, wouldn't count towards the comp formula, cheaper than Devondre Campbell, has played some really good football. I just think that that would make a ton of sense. So very easily could still be Campbell. I certainly hope that it's Campbell, but if not, if they can't get that worked out, I'm going to say Corey Littleton gets it. So Littleton, Barnes, McDuffie, and an undrafted free agent could maybe be a Ty Summers. I don't see Oren Burks being back, but that's where I'm going to go at inside linebacker for the time being. I also think Vernon Scott could drop into the box and play a little bit of that hybrid role as well this year. Cornerback, Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes on the outside. No Razul Douglas. I hope I'm wrong about that, but it seems to be maybe trending in that direction. I am going to say that they're going to bring Shannon Sullivan back, Shamar Jean Charles. I think they'll have a day three pick in there to maybe round out the group. And I'm going to say that they're going to bring in Kyle Fuller. Now, Kyle Fuller has not played very well and his stock has fallen off quite a bit. I think this will be a cheaper deal towards the end of free agency. But remember, Brian Gutekunst loved Kyle Fuller. He knows how to play this defense, played it with Vic Fangio, very similar with uh, Joe Barry in this defense. Again, we know Gutekunst really liked Fuller in the past. Bringing in a veteran as potential a slot guy could play outside just gives Green Bay a bit more depth and flexibility there. He needs to play better, but I think in this situation with a Super Bowl contending team, you could easily see Kyle Fuller play better, and uh, I could see them potentially going in that direction. And then last but not least, well, I guess before we get to special teams at least, safety, I'm going to say Amos, Savage, Henry Black, and Vernon Scott, very similar looking safety group this upcoming season. I'm going to say Mason Crosby stays at kicker. I think that could be J.J. Molson, but for now, I'll say Mason Crosby stays probably on a renegotiated deal of some sort. I'm going to say they bring back Corey Bajorquez, and then I'm going to say long snapper is Carson Tinker. You probably don't know who Carson Tinker is. That's okay. However, Raiders had Trent Sieg as their long snapper. He went down with an injury last year. Tinker came in and snapped well for the Raiders. Basachia has some familiarity there. He's a veteran. He's snapped in the league for a long time. I'm going to say that Green Bay tries to shore up that position with maybe a little bit more of a known, a known commodity, excuse me, and that could potentially be a Carson Tinker type player as they tinker with their special teams. Total lame pun intended. 
All right, so just to run through it one more time, Rodgers and Love at quarterback, Jones, Dylan, Patrick Taylor at running back, Adams, Lazard, Cobb, second round pick, Amari Rodgers and EQ at wide receiver, DeGuara, Lewis, Davis, and Daphne at tight end, Bakhtiari, Turner, Nyman, and Afedi at tackle, John Runyon Jr., Royce Newman, and two day three picks at guard, Myers and Jake Hansen at center, Clark, Lowry, Slayton, a third round pick, a veteran signing late in the process, and Jack Heflin along the defensive line, Gary Preston, first round pick, Merciless and Ladarius Hamilton at edge, Littleton, Barnes, McDuffie, and an undrafted free agent inside, Jair, Stokes, Sullivan, Fuller, Shamar John Charles, and a day three pick at corner, Amos, Savage, Black, Scott at safety, Crosby, Boho, Tinker on special teams, and of course, Kylan Hill on the pup, Elton Jenkins on the pup, and a full practice squad to go along with it, probably with guys like a Juwan Winfrey, Kirk Bankert, etc. once again. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining. Always appreciate it. Love talking Packers with you guys. I will be right back here tomorrow on the video version with an all new episode. We will of course have a new audio version as well. So make sure to check out and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done